Hello, everyone. Uh, I hope you all had a wonderful week. I personally had one of the grindiest of grinds of a week. Uh, so grindful, in fact, that I wasn't able to get an episode out last week, uh, even though I recorded it in time. But it's all good, man. Got some bills paid, and now we're back to business as usual. My guest this week is Michael Garretts, who is an actor and overall just a really good dude, which in many cases seems like an oxymoron, but it's true. Uh, blame it on the Midwestern roots. I've been sharing the stage with him for the past few months on Dracula, and you may have heard me mention it before. Well, if you haven't, it's a play that I currently do on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. in Hollywood at 1523 North La Brea Avenue. It's a comedy in the vein of Young Frankenstein, and you have until November 3rd to see it if you haven't already. So come on out, man. Ah, Now over this next hour, wow, we did an hour podcast, you are going to hear a discussion about bringing the athlete's mentality to the acting world. Yeah, it's I got like all it. kinds of, you know, Fifty Shades of Green. Oh, I see what they did. They played in Fifty Shades of Green. Yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're clever, these guys. Uh, sure. before, before we start, man, I'd just like to say something right off the bat that you made you know, a big impression on me. We're doing, um, I've been harping on this play, this Dracula play for this past three episodes, if you haven't noticed. Um, You've been uh, plugging it? I've been pl- of course, man. I mean, if I'm going to spend the time to rehearse and, you know, yeah. learn all this shit, might as well invite people to come see it. Um, and I'm proud of it. You know, it's, it's a good play. I enjoy it. It's funny. Um, but you are one of the main uh, characters of the play. You have second or maybe tied with Van Helsing is the most lines in the play. But you came in two weeks before we were about to uh, premiere because our we had an original person that dropped out, man, and you took it up. And uh, you took on a huge load for yourself. And uh, another thing, we're not getting paid for this play. This, sure. is, this, is pure, uh, this is pure passion, pure passion for the craft and the love of just performing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really respect the fact that you came in with virtually, you know, very little preparation uh, compared to the rest of us and, you know, went so hard at it and, you know, are killing it right now. And then uh, when I invited, I invited the whole cast on the podcast and well, lo and behold, he's the first guy who's like, let's do it, man. Um, it's you. It's a nice through line of character. So uh, it's uh, I have a little bit of a man crush on you, bro. I'm not gonna oh, lie, which, which just really helps with my uh, my character swales in the play. I'm uh, Dr. Yeah. Seward's attendant, so you know, depending on the night of the play, you know, the 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 degree of this crush is uh, you know varies greatly. So far, <laughs> I think we're getting uh, more and more raunchy, and uh, I think everyone's yeah. getting more and more into each other every time we perform this thing. Yeah, so uh, we all get more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inhibitions are dropping. Right? Hiding from the bats and the vampires. Um, yep. But you know that's uh, that's uh, that's the philosophy, man. You know that's that's the way to be. I feel that's that's how that's how I've tried to be since I come out here. So it's nice to meet someone else. You know, with the mentality of just uh, you know, you want it, go get it. You know, who's who's stopping you, man? Just uh, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that first and foremost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like you're cool as well. I like you. Yeah. I but um, yeah. No, I was when it comes to acting, and obviously before any of us attain any real success, mm-hmm. you gotta be willing to do. If you love to do something, you'll do it for free. Right. You'll do it if no one's watching. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're uh, Michael Jordan and you love playing basketball, you're not gonna you're gonna 
find somewhere to go shoot a basketball. You're going to put a clause in your contract that stipulates the love of the game clause. The only player that's had this, that, you know, he oh, can play he whenever Space he Jam? feels like. Yes, he had, he had, you can play, he was playing between takes on Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, they built a damn arena for him to play basketball, pickup games with him and like everybody that was hot in the NBA at that time. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's, that's my future goals for a set. Any, any you know, time I'm directing something, there's going to be a basketball court yeah, nearby, yeah. we'll shoot some hoop. That's lofty. Um, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I uh, similar similar mentalities, similar uh, backgrounds. I believe you're from Ohio. Yeah, small town Ohio, about twenty thousand people. Yeah, uh, it's an hour west of Cleveland, which means I'm a big you know Cleveland sports nut. Yeah, like ridiculous uh, sports trivia, especially Cleveland centered. But yeah, I mean. When you grew up in that area, there's really not much else. You know, when you grew up mm-hmm. in a, I don't know, let's say a beach town or yeah. a big city or something. I mean, there's, you know, there's things going on. There's things to occupy mm-hmm. yourself with. And it's just not that way. Things and, to aspire and, and to. You, know, you can uh, dream big. There's, you know, so many possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's just it, the sports scene kind of takes over. A, you know, it takes a big, it's like a relief, I guess. You know, when you look forward to every Sunday watching the Browns game with your dad or, you know, going to Cleveland Indians game at the old municipal stadium as a kid, like, yeah. you know, kind of, it gives you something to look forward to, something to kind of pass the time. Yeah, connection. it's a bigger deal. You know, it means more to the people mm-hmm. a little bit than, you know, no offense, L.A., fans or something you know i feel like they, they don't care as much they're not as emotionally mm. as invested well, which which is a good and a bad thing yeah you know when you're a cleveland browns fan you don't see a victory for 674 days i think it was before we just won it's like, that's the true test of a fan man if you're still with them after if you don't win a game for two seasons and you're still you know willing to put on the jersey and you know season ticket holders are still willing to pay every year to see this you know, that's just, that's love right there. And yeah. that's, that, that tells you all you need to know about yeah. how much it means to people. Yeah. Um, Springfield, we don't, uh, we're sandwiched right in the middle of Chicago and St. Louis pretty much. So we're like Cardinals, Cubs. Springfield, uh, Illinois. Springfield, Illinois is where I'm from. Yeah. Right. Um, which is why I, I don't, I'm not a fan of like any Illinois teams. I don't, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan and a Portland Trailblazers fan. Like I'm not from Chicago. I have no reason to, you know. See, Chicago's was, not me. It's like three hours south of me. It's like a totally different like world to me. Like, yeah. Where I grew up. <laughs> All right. But I always wonder about people like you. Like, what made you decide? <laughs> Crazy people how, like how'd you me. get? To, how'd you get to? How'd you land on Minnesota Vikings? Okay, how'd Minnesota, you land on Portland Trailblazers? Okay, Minnesota Vikings uh, was uh, first grade. I've been a Vikings fan since first grade. It was the first team. Uh, it was actually my buddy. Uh, Peter Stout, <laughs> my good friend, uh, he 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 put me on to him because the colors were sweet, purple and yellow, and mm-hmm. purple is my favorite color now as well. His as well too, pretty much. Uh, so that started there, and you know, I fell in love with Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss. That was around Ooh, that yeah, time. Yeah, that was a good combination. And, uh, whew, that is a uh, Dante Culpepper is the reason eleven is my favorite number. Yeah, um, I still got a jersey at home somewhere. It's all torn up. I have a Brad Johnson jersey at home too, so that just tells you. Oh yeah, he had a little run. He had a little run with the Vikings. Not, I remember. Yeah, that, that's that was during some of the dark ages. That was during the waning years of like because I was hardcore football for much of like grade school, like watching the NFL like Thanksgiving Day. Like I better have my chips and salsa. Every yeah, day. the Vikings are one of the teams that play every Thanksgiving, right? It seems like it. Yeah. Or no. Or, I mean, honestly, I, that's what I'm about to say. Like, I haven't kept up with it as much in the past uh, four, four or so years. Like, my, the peak of my fandom 
the NFC uh, title game with Brett Favre through the interception. Oh, like, against the it. Saints. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I was watching that game. I remember down in San Diego, I was watching that game. I felt you. I felt your pain, bro. Yeah. And I then, felt you know, my balls hurt a little bit. It was like, I almost got kicked in the balls a little bit watching that. Yeah. <laughs> but then we have, you know, the miracle catch last year. I saw that, that was live. Crazy. I didn't. I, I hadn't watched a game in forever, and I, you know, I ended up getting to see that. The play was and, crazy. What was that defensive back doing? Have you watched that replay? What was he doing? Like, it, it, I, it hurts because it was an Ohio State guy. I forget his name. But he just looks like a, a six-year-old kid that they just threw out there for the first time. Like, he, it was the most non-athletic football player I've ever seen in my life. Well, compared to with one of the most athletic receivers, I, like, I just saw him live on Thursday, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Dude, I, bad boy. it goes, goes from, like, zero to 60 faster than, you know, a Mustang, probably. <laughs> At least it seemed in person. I've never seen anyone move so fast, someone so tall, uh-huh. either. Um, man's got hops, too. Um, so, yeah, actually, and uh, I told you, I was saying this earlier, I, I went to my first Vikings game ever, finally, for the first time on Thursday. Saw saw them play the Rams, which was a sick game. High flying, high scoring. Yeah. We lost, uh, like, the minute 30 mark when uh, Kirk Cousins fumbled. Uh, but, uh, because. Yeah, because. I, I don't you know. like that. Did you? Do you remember when he, he, he won for the Redskins? He's like came into the post game reporters uh, lounge, whatever. And he's like, "You like that? Oh, you no. like you don't remember that? Really? That that might change, oh, that's like change from my opinion. Around oh, that's right. Kirk no. Cousins' lawyer right there. Yes, yeah, you have to go check that. Yeah, that's enough Vikings for today because we're like what oh and two we're one one two and and one or something. There's a tie. Why mm-hmm. are ties in football still? That's yeah, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Wherever you, if you watch a football game on Sunday for three and a half hours, and then you don't get a clear cut loss or win, that's that's come on. I know. So it's like you just what would what, what I just do for th- three and a half hours? Like I don't, I don't, I don't have a proposed solution for it. I mean, I think maybe they just, just play, all fight. I think the they, middle. I think what they need to do is go ahead and make it so that you, if you score a touchdown, the other team gets whatever happens on the uh, <laughs> the other team gets a rebuttal. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, it's just pretty much sudden death. I think is the way it should go down. I think they could do that. I dig it. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. That yeah. and move the move the kickoff back a little bit. There was like almost every kickoff at the game Thursday. I noticed was a touchback. Yeah, I'd just, like to see the dude. No, that's, that's the most dangerous playing football. I had to I cut know. that stuff out because the CTE and concussion stuff. Which oh, is, I, I mean, that's I I played college football and I was on because yeah. I was a you know a wild. Like uh, they called me a headhunter. I was a headhunter. I did not know you played college football player. So hold the phone. So, so a headhunter. This college football. What, what oh, yeah. did you play? I played outside linebacker in outside college. Linebacker. Yeah, nice, yeah, it was a lot bigger back then. But uh, well, you're not small now. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. I um. Yeah, but I I had to quit playing after my my sophomore year, majorly because I started getting concussions and it was you know I could tell it wasn't. It, once you get one, you're more susceptible to another, another, and yeah. then it's just like a downward spiral. So, but I remember specifically we were playing against this team, Baldwin, Baldwin Wallace out of Cleveland, this little small college, and they had this dude, this 
this guy, he was this big black dude. He was like 6'1", 240, and he was just chiseled like an Adonis. 6'1"? That's pretty. Yeah, he was huge. That's like, he was huge, That's right? Big. It was like one of those, once in a while in, in Division three or small college, you run into a guy who's like, maybe it was grades, maybe he got into some legal trouble before high school, <laughs> and he couldn't get into like a major program, you know? Maybe but there's he just always, like faked his birth certificate. Something. Like 40. But there's always, once in a while, there's these guys who are like, wait a second, you ain't like the rest of us, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, anyway, so I was on kickoff return, and this guy, and he was wild too. He's fast, and so the first play of the game, we're on kickoff return. He comes bailing down, and I, that was my assignment. And uh, you know, to, me and this other guy, we had to block him. And I seen him; he was heading down. He had a full head of steam, and he had his eyes on me. And I knew, like, okay, this is going down. Like we're, we're meeting, and one of us is gonna. And he just had too much size and speed, and just hit me. And we hit, we went helmet to helmet, and I mean, I was. I was, you know, my bell was rung. Uh-huh. And then so it was a, so every kickoff return, of course, back then you didn't go to the coach and be like, hey, I think I have a concussion. That was kind of uh, seen as weakness, you know. You just, oh, for sure. You yeah. try to shrug it off. You try to, like, yeah. you know, you're encouraged. When you're in a concussion, you're, you don't know that you're, you, it's, you're, you're in a dreamlike state. You know, things are just, you don't know. Was it a good dream? I'm concussed. Yeah, it's a peaceful feeling. It, cool. re- it really is. Well, you know, it's peaceful, but it's like one of those things like you wouldn't want to be like on mushrooms and get thrown into a football game. And that's uh, kind of like yeah, the way that's kind of, you know what I mean? It's a peaceful feeling, but you realize this isn't the feeling I should be having right now. Yeah. I can't focus. I can't. Yeah, you can't stop things and contemplate are things when people are yeah. trying to, you know. Yeah, but and I remember, so I had to uh, every play, every kickoff return, I had to go against this dude that just you know cleaned my clock in the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just started like trying to go low because I knew if I couldn't take like I, I was you know I had to figure something out. I had to get him blocked. Yeah. So I, I and then next you know, I think I got two or three penalties for you know chop blocking or going below below the legs, but. What was I going to do, man? I had to block yeah. the guy. Yeah, you know? touch your brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I had to quit playing after two years. Gotcha, man. Well, uh, so that, that was Division Division Three college football? Yeah, I played Division Three. I wasn't big enough or fast enough to go Division One. you know. I remember thinking I would like to try to walk on at Ohio State, at, you know, because being from Ohio and Buckeye, man, it's like a big deal. You know, it's a dream yeah. every little kid has around there. But I, um, again, I just wasn't big enough, wasn't fast enough. You can, in football, see, what I, the, the, what I had going for me is I was just crazy. I was reckless with my body. And so I was able to over, overcompensate guys that maybe a little faster, a little stronger, mm. because I would just did not give a shit. You know what I mean? Like I and I had such a rage and a chip on my shoulder when I used to play that I used yeah. to. I mean, I wanted to hurt people. I wanted to like, in, like impose my will on that football field and hurt people. Like that was my mindset, which serves you well when you're during that time before yeah. all the, the penalties and stuff for, you know, you could do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Cool. I used to like, yeah. Uh, play, College play football sports, college. man. Yeah, I, remember, yeah, cool. I remember the sports days. Uh, mm-hmm. That's another similarity we had. I, uh, yeah. I pursued uh, college basketball at the Division three level. Um, graduated from high school, started doing summer workouts. Mm-hmm. And just realized, man, I'm only, it's division three, bro. I've only got like four more years. Ah, maybe I should think, because I really hadn't, you know, committed to doing anything really aside from playing basketball. That's all I really cared about as a kid. Yeah. Um, 
high school, during high school, I didn't have, you know, I'm going to be a lawyer or I'm going to be this. I decided I can, I, I want to be a filmmaker halfway through senior year. Um, I didn't really know how to pursue that. So my first instinct to get into college was, oh, I'll try to play basketball somewhere. Yeah. So I went to this small school that, uh, in Decatur, Illinois. And, uh, dude, can I touch this? Oh yeah. You, you, you know, you'll be able to edit it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can edit. Okay. Right, what's up? You need to adjust? Yeah. Do your thing. I'm, like, am I allowed to... Okay, I know and that's I'm uh, the ne- the next thing that gets upgraded for the show is the is the microphone. Oh, dude, no, this is what you got, man. You got roll with what you got. Like this is uh, inspiring that you would do this, just because you know the first you got to take a uh, first step is the toughest. You know what I mean? First journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Well, you have to be. Uh, you got to put some Ralph's plastic shopping bags. Put some weight in them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm counterbalancing these microphones to keep them up to our mouths with uh, two weights. I took them ankle weights yeah. uh, back in my room, and I put them in shopping bags, and I tied them to the end. Uh, you know, uh, MacGyver yeah. here. Yeah. Whatever, man. I, I love this stuff, and I'll do whatever it takes. Podcasting. To, yeah. <laughs> do whatever it takes to get it done. Now, because, let me ask uh, you this. Do you listen to uh, podcasts? Oh, yeah, dude. What, what are uh, some of your favorites? You my, my all-time favorite is the Joe Rogan experience. Okay. Um, that's like, Very popular. if, if I could heard. have any sort of, yeah, something similar to that. Because I, I like the idea that he just has random people on. For, yeah, like from So far, episode four, it's been extremely random, all these topics. Like, there's no really one topic I've talked about this whole show. And I and I and that's what I want it to be. Because I don't, I like so many different things, man. I don't want to just, everyone asks, what's the topic of your podcast? It's uh-huh. like, well, it's whoever's on and what we're talking about. I, I don't yeah. know. I just like to talk to people about uh, things that, you know, we're passionate about. Sure. That get us going. Yeah. Um, Apparently for us, it's uh, <laughs> sports misery. Hey, man. Um, that's a... Uh, I mean, that's how I'm, I've applied that in my, my life of, you know, training and, uh, you know, working and being on time and stuff from sports. I've tried to apply all of that to, to this, this game, this crazy game that we play out here trying to do our thing, our creative thing, our very, uh, non-tangible, super (laughs) non-tangible thing. It's got, you gotta be halfway crazy to do what we do, man, for real, because other things, you know, like traditional, let's, for example, take like a doctor, you know, you're going to go to college, you have a plan, there's an outline, oh, you yeah. go to college for X amount of years, you work as an undergrad or a med student for X amount of years, mm-hmm. you become a doctor, there's like a finite, you yeah. know, outline yeah. for your career, but for you, for, for us, it's just, who knows, you I, go 50 years, and who, who knows what you're going to be doing, there's no finite there's no way to calculate it. You know what I mean? So you yeah. only have to do it based on how it makes you feel. Like at the right. root of it, I think that's what makes any artist or actor or entertainer is how you feel before. Like, for example, when I do theater, the feeling I have right before I go on stage and right after I come off stage after my last line is invigorating. It makes, I feel most alive at that mm. moment. My heart is pumping the purest of the blood at that moment. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel, yeah, viral or yeah, that feeling is what I chase. And you know, if you don't have that, it's like, well, the uncertainty scares a lot of people. Yeah. Um, people want to have, scary. you know, that's why 
um, you know, where you don't know where where we go when we die. That's why we have religion. Um, yeah. Um, we're just, you know, it's scary. This is just, it's scary to just be out there. But I, some people find it exciting. I generally, I love it. I love the idea that a year from now, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'll be doing. Um, yeah. And that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I may grow out of that at some point. I'm not, but I'm 25 now, and uh, yeah. I'm doing a podcast in, uh, in North Hollywood, and I love it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you're still young. And- yeah. Well, uh, I, I want to try. I don't know. I don't even want to try to lose the mentality, though. You know, I always want to be excited about what I do. I never. That's why I, I the nine to five life I've known forever is just not for me, man. Oh, so, oh. I, I uh, if in five years people ask, you know, what's your goal? My goal is to just be making a living off of what I like doing and yeah. enjoying what I'm doing. Like, no. Now, what is it about the nine to five that made that? specifically about the nine to five lifestyle that kind of, you know, disenchants you, I guess. It's just going to work and sitting in a desk and crunching numbers and doing the same stuff you're doing. The same thing. That's what yeah. gets me. The yeah. repetitive stuff. Yeah. Bit. And that's another reason why I gravitate towards acting. Um, Cause I can, I mean, take it as you will. I can live as other people. I can be other people. It's, yeah. you know, uh, I can do something different. I can, yeah. I can be uh swales, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the mental asylum attendant today yeah. or uh, and, and also tonight I can be this uh, sh- sh- uh, schmoozy uh, 1950s kind of Don Draper-ish oh, yeah, you dude in the, the cigarette ads, commercial yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucky Strike cigarette ad and I get to be a little flirty with some with some ladies. You just so, gave a plug for Lucky Strike. The Lucky Do they still guys. make cigarettes? I, Lucky I Strike? don't, don't know, either. actually. Um, they, had yeah. a, they had a monopoly on the cigarette game for a long time. Didn't they? Yeah, that was, that was the, they were um, the Nike of, of cigarettes for, I don't know, 50 years, 60 years back in the day. <laughs> That's a it's a but that was it's toasted when, as opposed to just do it. Huh? That was back when smoking was like you had to smoke. Everybody smoked, you know. Yeah, that was yeah. That's there how women no, lost weight after pregnancy. Lost weight yeah, after yeah. pregnancy, or maybe if you want to take the edge up during pregnancy, you know. Uh, I mean, they, I, I'm pretty sure they pitched smoking for everything. Like, there's yeah. nothing that smoking could not. You know, fix you with. Imagine flying in a plane nowadays where like, oh, half God. the passengers are smoking a oh, cig. Yeah, can you? That's the other thing. Think about flying in a plane. Like, I don't like being around. You know, I'll smoke a cigarette every now and then, mm-hmm. especially, you know, I'm drinking or party or whatever, but I don't like being around in a, a closed indoor environment with yeah. cigarette smoke. Um, no, me neither. I, I, but yeah, I can't I imagine being like, can you imagine flying like four and a half hours in an airplane with half the people? I mean, I can barely stand <laughs> it now with, with, with clean air because yeah. I'm so close to people and I'm already on edge. Yeah, you know. I don't know how they did that, but I don't know. They did it. <laughs> I uh, when I was in Vegas, I told you I went to Vegas two weekends ago for that fight. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, what what fight was that again? The uh, Canelo Triple G. This was their second fight. Yeah. Now was that a good time? Um, oh my god, it's amazing. It's the third time time I've been to Vegas because my girlfriend, you know, works for Canelo. It's one of her main clients, and so. Mm-hmm. We've had the opportunity to go to his last three fights and going to Vegas for like a fight and being in it like that, yeah. with all of, you know, all that energy and stuff. Not just in the arena, but like the whole weekend of Vegas and yeah, like hearing people get buzzing. excited and you know the energy buzzing about the fight. It's really cool. It's something I've always wanted to do. So that yeah, it's really fun. Down. It's it's a blast. I really treasured the, the weekends where we get to go for those fights. But um, anyway, so I'm sitting at this blackjack blackjack table on Sunday night after the whole weekend is winding down and uh, smoking a cigarette, which. 
a casino in Vegas, like that's what you want to do, right? You gamble, you want to smoke a cigarette. That's part of the whole thing. So I'm yeah. smoking a cigarette and the blackjack dealer, she's like, uh, sir, could you could you not blow your smoke in my face? And it just so I was like positioned next to her, you know, and I wasn't mm-hmm. blowing the, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was it was going out of my mouth into the uh, you know, right. space of the casino, but it wasn't speaking up smoke. And she killed our the whole table's vibe on that blackjack table with that, you know? And then from then on, it was just downhill. Everybody started losing. That's what they do, though. I, I swear. I think they coach them up like that. Like, hey, you know, at this little table, everybody's rolling. You got to mess up the mojo. Quit. Get, you quit, get shitty. Do something. Get shitty. <laughs> Find something to complain about. Pick yeah. a fight with somebody. Like, I mean, shit, they, I'm sure they coach them up to do that. I'm scared again. I've never been to Vegas. The only closest thing to Vegas I've been to is uh, Laughlin, Nevada. Um, which is kind of like on the line. Uh, I think it's Arizona and Nevada there. Um, it's like mini Vegas. Okay. Um, I thought Reno was a, this is like a, so Laughlin's like yeah. a mini Reno? <laughs> I like, guess mini, mini, mini Vegas. Yeah. Reno's there's like there's the, tears to this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Probably the lowest rung. I mean, that's, that's how I feel when I'm there. Anyway. Um, yeah, dude, I, 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 I'm scared. I can't gamble. I, and the whole vibe of just sitting and drink. I like the drinking all day. That's You're into that, yeah. But uh, sitting in, in the cigarette smoke and just <laughs> watching my money slowly just... And also, but the thing is, I'm, I I want to get into the more strategic games, like the blackjack and all that stuff. I'm, I'm a little too intimidated for that, so I don't... I uh, end up playing, like, video oh, poker or shit, which is... You're a video guy? Which is, which is a downward on, spiral. Man. That's I one know. step away from being a zombie. I know. Um, there was this... You just press a button. There's nothing about... I mean, I, you know, blackjack's not exactly rocket science, but at least there's a little bit of kind of thought process poker, and skill poker. And you, you Texas know. Hold'em I should say that like that's, that's something Hold'em? I've I play with my buddies um, but I've, I've never had the gall to put like actual money uh, so I've lost a lot of money playing casinos yeah. playing tech, over my head um, but that's the idea though it excites me though like going in way over my head and just playing it cool though because you, yeah. you could win that's, where, I, that's where the acting yeah, that's, comes obviously in obviously it's I mean that's part of the rush of gambling and you know when you hit a big hand at a casino you know you win a few hundred dollars on one end it's, it feels good feels good even though you kick yeah. it back later probably 20 minutes later if you're like oh, me sure. but oh um, pause come that out yeah. hey um do you want to make sure that the sound is okay like, cause I've never, I, I don't know if my mouth, or if I'm. Oh, you're doing great. I'm watching the waveforms oh, right now, okay. actually. Oh, you um, got it? Cool. I've, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping tabs. Um, cool, also cool, in cool. the future, I will have someone hopefully who can, just, this is I, some... I can hand this stuff off to, so I can just focus on the talking. Cause I want to yeah. have video rolling and I want to be able to like bring it oh, yeah. clips and shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm going, sure, I'm, I'm going deep dive, but I'm, 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 I'm learning as I'm going. So I'm not going to throw too much on my plate at once. Yeah. No, that's the best. I mean, you just got to start with whatever you're trying to do, whatever direction you're trying to go, you just got to start moving in that direction. Yeah. You'll pick up steam. You know what sure. I mean? M- momentum will, will, will pick up eventually. Yeah, That's man. what I try and... I, I uh, told my nephew recently, you know, I try and, try and mentor him as best as possible. He lost his father at a young age, but I told him that, you know, if you... You'll be amazed. If you start the car moving down the road, if you get the, you know, get the car, get it on the lane, get mm. it going, you'll be amazed at the people. Once you get that car moving, now it's on you to get moving, but once you do, yeah. it's amazing how many people will come and help you push that car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Theoretically. And literally, in life. Like, think about it. Oh, you see a car on the road, and uh-huh. you see maybe two people pushing, 
you're gonna help them get out and maybe help you know yeah, man. and then you can all and hop in and like, you can all take that car somewhere yeah. rising tides raise all ships if that's you right. will uh, that's right. i dig it yeah yeah. I, 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 yeah exactly man that's why I, that's why i live with people i've known for years now because and they're all we all went to film school together pretty much and so i, I like the idea of having a group of creative people i want to yeah. have a network of people you know that work with all your friends all the time Absolutely. you'll never Work, uh, love what you do you never work a day in your life if, they say. Uh, as they say so where did you go to film school at uh, Southern Illinois University oh, in Saluki. Carbondale yeah, I'm a Saluki. Saluki. Yeah. Oh, you know the Salukis yeah. that is the one Illinois it's the team the most original team mascot name in all sports damn right brother Saluki um, not who, yeah, not, what yeah. is it what is the Saluki it's an Egyptian dog of course um, it is yeah. yeah it's what the god Anubis is based on oh, um, yeah it's pretty okay. It's pretty dope yeah um, all of that Southern Illinois region is known as Little Egypt there's a bunch of like Middle Eastern names uh, but it's all like we have a uh Cairo. It's it's Cairo, but it's they say Cairo. Yeah. yeah. Um and Lebanon and a couple other ones. But yeah, it's uh that's the one Illinois team that I will I will die. I bleed Saluki Maroon, my friend. My dad uh, grew up in that time. This guy played in the NBA like fifteen years ago. Troy Hudson. Troy Hudson, yeah. He played for the Timberwolves. He was kinda right, like a yeah. Laker killer for a little bit. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, um Troy Hudson? Our famous like a short white guy with mobby hair. Oh no, that's no, no, uh, Troy Hudson uh, had dreads. Oh, okay. Um, not white, then, right? Not Take white. It. Okay. Um, famous, famous alumnus ba- uh, athlete, uh, Walt Frazier. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Um, New York Nick. Yes. Knickerbocker. Yeah, so that's the team I always wanted to play for growing up. Because I was, they had a, when I was in seventh grade, they had the, the best college basketball run of a lifetime to, you know, the Sweet 16 and very nearly to the Elite Eight, lost to Kansas by three points. And I uh, uh, I went to many of those games that year with my dad. We were, he was a season ticket holder, including uh, yeah. uh, NCAA tournament games. When my one and only time I went to Ohio was to see SIU play in the tournament in Columbus. Uh, played uh, Holy Cross and beat Virginia Tech's ass okay. after Virginia Tech came back and beat uh, University of Illinois who was supposed to play us you know there was, there was like this in-state like thing ooh they could play each other finally because um, the the U of I coach was the former SIU coach mm-hmm. and he had left SIU to go coach U of I after Bill Self left U of I to go coach at Kansas um, so it's kind of like this ro- rotating thing and then uh, uh, Bruce Weber is his name I don't know you know him uh, yeah, he coaches Illinois, right? Because Illinois coaches at Kansas State right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but there was like this whole thing where, so we we beat Holy Cross without our starting uh, one of our starting forwards, and then the next game we watched uh, Illinois play Virginia Tech, and they had like a twenty point lead or something, where they had the lead with two minutes left, and they ended up losing the game. Yeah. It was hilarious. My grandpa was with us too. He's a diehard Illinois fan. At the, at the end of that buzzer, man, he, he's wearing an Illinois pullover. He takes his takes his thing off, and there's an SIU shirt on there. He's like, yeah, go dogs, baby. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, lost uh, lost three to Kansas that year. That's that's I bawled my eyes out after that game. I, uh, that's uh, that's what's up. Those, uh, those guys, uh, Randall Falker, one of my favorite college, one of my favorite college basketball players ever. Um, Played for them. I uh, used to talk to him on MySpace back in the day. He used to, oh, there you go. Yeah, he used to give him, uh, give him pep talks after games. A little creepy, uh, but there yeah, you go. Yeah, a little creepy, but yeah. Shout out to Randall Fokker. Um, He's and, probably listening. Yeah, I hope so, man. Yeah. <laughs> I follow you on Instagram, bro. <laughs> um, no, I... Uh... 
I just feel like anything you do with MySpace is just <laughs> creepy. Creepy. Like, yeah, there's a creepy connotation. About MySpace at all. <laughs> cre- it's just creepy. I don't know why. Why? Yeah. Like, I remember even back when it was when it was a thing. You know, people used to say, oh, I met this chick on MySpace, and you'd be like, what? Come on, man. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. We talk on Facebook. We talk on MySpace. Because Facebook, for some reason, doesn't sound so creepy. Just because yeah, no. I don't know. That's that's mainstream. MySpace was a little seedy. You know, a little, yeah, a little, 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 little dark. Sounds true. Um, Too bad, Tom. Oh, Tom. No. Oh, yeah. Everybody's yes. MySpace for yeah, this show. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. 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 I didn't have MySpace. Yeah. No, I never. I never really liked computers. To be honest with you. Oh, dude, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm Technology and me don't go together. Not a natural fit. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Um, that's why there's people like me that try to make your yeah. life. Uh, see, you can come and join the show with yeah. all the technology and all the bullshit running with all the video cameras. Like I was trying to explain earlier. Yeah. And uh, all right. Yeah. Let's start from the bottom. You, you, uh, yeah. You, but you bring your own shit to the table. You know, you bring a. Just bring as long your, as it's not computer. like computer stuff. Yes. Like yes. Physically. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna name <laughs> what shit you bring. Yeah. I'll let you bring what you feel like. Uh, um, I was my brother's a software engineer back in Ohio, so anytime I have a problem, like I just hit him up. Uh, hey, Martin, he gets frustrated too because some of the questions I call him with are pretty stupid. I I even know before <laughs> I call him, like, man, he's uh-huh. gonna he gonna get on me for this one, but yeah, it's not him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How many but, brothers uh, you got? Is that your own oh, brother? No. So I got one brother and then three sisters. There's five of us total. And then my dad, Damn, after my dad and mother got divorced, my dad remarried. Um, he's been with the same woman for approximately 25 years or something like that. But um, yeah, so he got remarried. And now I have three step siblings as well. So I got, yeah. Well, I have two brothers myself, uh, mm-hmm. 22 and uh, 17. They're uh they're back at home in uh well not they're at their new home they live in Houston now, um yeah it's cool I like uh that's uh growing up with uh, are you the oldest a middle child uh, I'm the mm-hmm. oldest and the feeling like uh, you know the trailblazer someone you know I want to be someone you know set an example for my siblings and yeah not, so they don't so they can do feel like they can do whatever they want to do yeah. Um, you know, and obviously they they don't have to go as crazy on a limb as I'm going. Um, but I try to I try to set as best example as I can. Yeah, just um, let them know things are possible. I feel you because you know, growing up in a small town, it's hard to, to small town mindset's a real small thing. Small town mindset, yeah, it's hard to kind of once you that's kind of see see the the value of of stretching out of broadening your horizons of like you know going and seeing what's new and change exactly. is always for some people change is 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 revolutionary and for others change is obsolete they don't they don't want to change you know yeah I think it depends on the individual but I just remember when I was a kid growing up in, in Norwalk Ohio I remember just thinking like I cannot wait to get out of here you know Same. like I had this I had this this understanding that there was such a bubble kind of mm-hmm. and not not as a bad thing it's just I don't know I just knew I wanted to be outside the bubble yeah you know? that's all I knew there's more out there man there's more out there so I knew that from when I was a young kid um but yeah I um I uh, I have a pretty tight knit, you know, family. As far as my brother, our, my siblings were, were really close, and yeah, I really value and love all all of them. I get emotional sometimes. When I think about them. 
That also sucks being away. I don't, you don't have any. You're too. You don't have any nephews and nieces yet. No. See, that's gonna that's that's gonna get you when that starts popping up. Because, oh jeez, my yeah. my brothers in inseminating women. I don't know, man. I don't know if you know my brothers. I don't know your brothers, <laughs> but I imagine it'll happen at some point. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be happy for him if it does. Good luck, boys. <laughs> really. What's up? I feel bad for your brothers right now, man. Just probably sitting there. Like, damn, Justin, what's wrong with me? No, nah, that's right. You guys have, it's, you know, you have time. They got it's time. There's always time. <laughs> this is kind of like a message to your brothers. Yeah, if you're listening, if you're listening, <laughs> if you guys can hear this, think you're about to go into penitentiary for life sentence or something like like Johnny Depp and Blow. Yeah. Hey, Pop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Come back to yeah. Like they can find us at any point in their lives, and sure. maybe they could find some something. That's what's relevant. cool about doing this shit. It's like it's a time exactly, cap. First of all, man. can we cast? I should probably ask. Oh yeah. Say right. whatever. Say whatever right, you want. Cool. Yeah. That's another thing about this show. I, but see, you, it's pretty. You, I want it to we, be. You still don't have the listeners that you're looking for. So we need to keep. Like you'll take an underage listener, right? Like you, I mean, you know. I will. So that's uh, what I'm I saying. You might want to curb. You know, me dropping f bombs and you know. Ah, do your thing, man. Okay, I, this, cool. this is a free. This is free uh, speech. I usually don't like. I don't like to cuss generally. I, try, I, say I, try I to like stay to cuss. It. It's it's usually the more passionate I get about something, the more I cuss. Mm. Um, well, you know, I talking about. I was coaching the, the flight football team. I coach in Pasadena. Yeah, I had to like really bite my tongue a lot around that because you know it's mm. fifth and fifth or eighth graders. Yeah, it's a private school, and so a lot of the parents are. All, there at the practice at the games are all right there mm-hmm. so like I have to really be conscious to not cause especially a sport like football it just it invokes passion like outbursts you know what oh, I mean yeah. like in, when you're trying oh. to impart knowledge to a young kid you those know. fans I saw on Thursday bro they were crazy oh, there were yeah. more than a few fights that yeah. you could just see you know what them. NFL fans can sometimes especially yeah uh, yeah they take it too it's too it's almost too much like sometimes I think I I've only been to maybe two or three NFL games in my life mm-hmm. I think they've all been Cleveland Brown games but hey. I, it's just not a very comfortable environment you know because once everybody gets drinking and then like the sport itself yeah. it kind of like it kind of has a tendency to pull everybody back to their primal you know For psychology sure. and like it, it, it invokes the barbarian a little bit which is yeah, part of like, the that's why people love it that's why it's so invigorating but yeah especially with the way you know like NFL ticket now and the way they got the TV set up where you can you know see I kind of kind of prefer like my own couch you know be able to watch every game my environment is controlled I found that I've done that now with like with sports yeah I'm talking about some drunk guy you know trying to yeah trying to like (laughs) impress his girlfriend or whatever but and also the the thing when you get it's dangerous when you get too many guys together you know especially guys that are attracted to NFL football and there's alcohol involved they can can get dangerous and you talk about guys that are like you know between the ages of uh, you know 20 and 35 like that that age range right there it can can get a little tricky I was walking around LA Coliseum with a purple beanie on yesterday i was just begging to get fucked with uh no but uh no wait, you had i was ready though you had them guns popping i was ready you were a yeah, t-shirt I was flexing all day yeah, yeah actually, like, nah, in fact i, I wore another pur- i wore a purple t-shirt that was my uh shirt at the this bar i bounced at back in college and it's oh. a little it's a little small oh, yeah, point, yeah. So. i've done some bouncing you gotta wear it's a, part of the uniform you gotta wear a tight shirt oh yeah, dude. yeah 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 
Especially, you gotta strike fear into the hearts of these. Yeah. Well, these, I think it goes either way. If you're a bouncer, you're either like a, a, a small guy like you or me, or you're like yeah. a enormously huge no, man. Yeah. I was know? the cool bouncer who was just really, really nice to everyone who, who didn't get messed with as much. That, yeah. is, that was essentially what I tried to go with. But, yeah. uh, you know, as a. Yeah, I used to do that down in uh, San Diego. And even when I moved up here, my first job when I moved to LA was bouncing at the Abbey, which is uh, oh, I've been a very eccentric. Uh, nightclub in, in West Island. Yeah, it was quite eccentric, to, yeah. to say the least. One of the, yeah, very eccentric. But um, I'll never forget the first weekend I worked was Gay Pride Weekend. This is like 2012. Oh, wow. And the first job they gave me was literally to, to man the bathrooms, like <laughs> cop patrol the bathrooms to, to make very precise instructions yeah, to make yeah. sure dudes were not hooking up in the stalls. So for like eight hours... That's a thing and about it's sweaty, you know. And this place is packed. It's Gay Pride Weekend, so this place is packed shoulder to shoulder. My only responsibility is to like literally look underneath the, the stalls to make sure there's only two feet instead of four feet yeah. under there, and you know. <sighs> Yeah, I was. I remember thinking to myself, man, this um, my mom is not gonna be proud. Right exactly. now. I might not tell her about this, but I think I told her anyway. It's funny. Everything that happens like that, it's funny. It's like fuel, you know. Oh, it makes yeah. your story a little more richer. It's like uh, you're adding to your own mythology. Baby. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good way of looking at it. Is uh, I'm about running out of tea. You got any more hot water? Oh, there's plenty of water where that came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Um, like actually, yeah, good oil. Yeah. Cool. So we did we did a, a, a little bit of t- we touched on the Dallas Mavericks thing a little bit. Uh, my oh. buddy Nate and I had an NBA pod we did an NBA oh, podcast cool. for the week uh, that cool. last week's episode. And then which uh, as I record this on the 29th, our NBA information is still current. I posted this yesterday. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Butler's still on the Wolves, so you can still listen to our podcast and it'll make sense. Jimmy Butler, you know, I was at a wedding last week and I saw Carl Anthony Towns. I think I told you about that. He was at yeah. this wedding I was at. And, um, yeah, I thought about asking him about that. I figured I should be like, Carl, why are you, you so soft? To this why are you so soft? Carl? Is he soft? Is That's he what, soft? Yeah, well, Jimmy Butler's definitely not soft and he wants to play with hard dudes. Oh, so Jimmy Butler is accusing. Yeah, he's he's okay. pretty much the whole narrative is that he's clashed with uh, Carl Towns and uh, Wiggins, the other young dude on the team uh, since since he got there last year. Uh, um, I like dude, Jimmy Butler. I like him a lot yeah. too. He played. Yeah. He, he's tough. You know, two way player, man. Two way. I respect the hell out anyone who who can lock up. That's that is my favorite thing about basketball is defense. Yeah. dude, I, I love just. Who's your favorite? Who's the best defender of all time? Scottie Pippen. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's I think good. so. If I had to guess. But he would, yeah. Uh, he's had the length. He's got the, yeah, that's, got the he, size. He, his physical tools made him one of the best defenders of all time. But, like, there's that's other defenders saying. that, like, take pride. You know, like, that's, like, for example, yeah. uh, uh, Metal World Peace. Oh, yes, yes. Like, that guy just, you know, he got off on defense. Like, he... That's what drove him. You know what I mean? Like Hell he yeah, wanted man. to shut the other guy down that, so bad. That 2007 Salukis team. We, yeah. we we were we uh, defense was the name of the game. We had it a saying: "Floor burn you." The we had the Floor number one you. of the best yeah. defenses in the country, man. Uh, we didn't even mess around. Okay. Um, man to man defense, full court. <laughs> uh, I, I use I serious. I studied the shit out of uh, really, a few of these. You're really guys. appealing to the masses here with your uh, <laughs> Southern Illinois college basketball talk. Hey man. Really? <laughs> um, I, I I take pride in my school. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. Where I'm from, and also to to bring it back to why uh, 
I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan yeah. because of Jamal Tatum, who was the star of that 2017. Like Tatum. very nearly played for the Trailblazers. He played for like the Idaho Stampede, which mm. was the farm team of yeah. the Blazers for a while. So I yeah. kind of grab it. I discovered the Blazers because of him and fell in love with originally Brandon Roy, who uh. had, was like a really promising young dude on the Blazers who, like many Blazers, got injured and couldn't continue playing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they had a bad luck. Sam Bowie, Bill Walton, <laughs> Greg Oden. My boy Greg Oden, man. That guy was cool. He's a cool dude. Like, I've you know met him a few times, yeah. Because yeah. I went, I actually met, the first time I met him was in Columbus, Ohio, the night that he and uh, Michael, who's the Conley? Boy, Conley, the night they both declared for the NBA draft. Ooh. And then we all went out, there's this very popular nightclub in, uh, you know, the, on campus of Ohio State. Uh-huh. And seen him there, and like you know, he's he was always when he played there, always like a man of the people. Like yeah. would talk, did would enjoy just being a common person, even though he just built into a six seven one seven foot one body. It's like he just always was welcoming to anybody that wanted to like dap him up or say what's up or talk. Like, and yeah. I saw him one time at a bar, Ohio State bar, and here in LA, like uh-huh. know, five or six years ago, watching an Ohio State football game, and he was the exact same way. And I told him that story. I was like, hey man, you might not remember me, but we actually met the night you declared for that draft. Where I forget the name of the club, but I, I was like, uh-huh. we were at that club. And he's like, yeah, I remember that night. I mean, I don't think you remember me because everybody was, you know, coming up and yeah. trying to, you know, say what's up to him, but. I always liked him. It's just, just you know, it's too bad he got knees like paper mache. It's too bad. That that team, that that class they had, it was him and Lamarcus Aldridge, and they also had Brandon Roy. That's yeah. a that's a big three, and they still yeah. could have ended up with Damian Lillard because yeah. they had that. It was in the, they got him from a trade. Um, and waters boiling. Water's Greg Oden, the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Big sucks. Big sucks. Uh, on uh, the un, un, uh, scene on unachieved potential yeah we didn't well you can't I mean especially if you're a big person like that you can't do nothing about your knee if you got weak knees you got weak knees you know I know what are you gonna do about it it's just the way you're, so yeah. everybody's put together a little differently just feel bad for him but yeah, I think he's doing, he's actually coaching Ohio I think he's on the, the staff at Ohio State I think I heard that too I think so yeah um, did you ever see his uh his uh his nude pick. You ever see the purple crown as they call it? I know that dude's hung like a uh, water <laughs> buffalo. Yeah. yeah, he had a he yeah. had a slip up back in the day. Uh, but you know yeah. he's a human as you said, he's a pretty down. It's funny, dude. only the he's dudes cool with, the, with the big schlongs get caught up with those. You never see a guy Oh well, he definitely had nothing to be upset about. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I remember Grady Sizemore. You remember Grady Sizemore played baseball for the no, Indians? his last name Sizemore? Yeah, Grady <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> he uh, he had one. He was like, a, he had a teacup. He said, "Man, what's up with these girls? Uh, don't be leaking these guys. You know, if a guy sends you, I'm not a fan, and I'm not here to support dick pics or whatever. But yeah, come on, he's sending that to you. In, it should in be privacy. Like me. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's a intimate moment he's sharing with you. Don't yeah, be leaking that because you guys break if, up or something. Why on. not just uh, yeah, that's yeah. Thank God for Snapchat." That's right. Snapchat fixed all that. And then screenshots. <laughs> Thank God for screenshots as well. Um, no, but um, but anyway, yeah. So he had a little teacup. You couldn't see, you know, uh-huh. whatever he had fit behind the teacup. So obviously yeah. that's not, it's not ideal. 
<laughs> no, you need, you need a proper sense of proper something to establish your scale. Maybe you should have had like uh, like some uh, Lord of the Rings like Hobbit size props that are like they had two <laughs> yeah, size props for the little people. Yeah, yeah, just you know, like a baby, scale. Yeah, baby fork and like a baby like this or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. What a. Did you um acting? Have you always done that? So no, I got into acting when I was I didn't I moved to San Diego in 2010, and that's, I, that's I after moved, graduating college. Or no, I I didn't graduate college. I, as soon as I quit play, was done playing football, mm-hmm. I had no. I wasn't very. Uh, I wasn't a forward thinker at that stage of my life, and I just who is I really. I just wanted are. to party. Like I wanted to play football and party. Those were my two main priorities when it came to attending college, and. So once the football thing ended, obviously, you know, the party was still there and that didn't lead to uh, academic success. But see, I had no interest. So I, as soon as I got done playing football, I moved down to Florida um, just because I was, you know, wanted to live by the beach and the ocean. I was kind of enchanted with Florida. And I think right about that time, I started watching Scarface and getting into Scarface a lot. Okay. So I was heavily influenced by Scarface, which is pretty sad. So I was like, yeah, I got to get that on your resume. You should, you should have that. Michael Garrett's heavily influenced by Scarface. Well, <laughs> not anymore. When I was 19, 20 years old, I was. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Oh, it's still part of you. It's somewhere in those layers. Yeah. It's still yeah. very much part deep, of you. Yes. Deep inside. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Like yeah. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, I love that movie. I was obsessed with that movie yeah. for like two years. Great. Anyway, um, so I moved down to Florida, and then uh, kind of just, my 20s was partying. Um, you know, bartending a lot. Uh, I worked, I sold, sold mortgages in Columbus when I moved back to Columbus uh-huh. when I was about 22, 23. I sold mortgages for a couple of years. Um, tried to do that. Only be, The only reason I really got into it is because I, I had friends that were into it that were making, you know, decent money. Yeah. And I wanted to make decent money at that time. Had no idea as far as direction on what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um even though I always kind of had an appreciation for acting, I always kind of wanted to do it, but it's one of those things where until you kind of train your brain to like wrap your brain around that you can do things, things might seem unattainable to you when you're younger, right? But until you, I kind of had to like retrain my brain to understand that, you know, it's only a matter of time and effort. You can accomplish anything you want, anything that you can, your brain can conceive is achievable it's just a matter of putting in time and effort some things for example if you want to let's say you want to buy a car that might take a little less time and effort than becoming a successful successful actor right Mm -hmm. everything you want to you can do anything you want you just have to it's just you might have to put in more time and more effort yeah but you might have to work harder than Susie works for her car but uh you might you know don't look to uh, others look to your own path everyone has their own their own journey to do and yeah Yeah, we get in trouble when you compare yourself to others. That's that's dangerous territory. That's the nice when you start doing that. Yeah, man. Like, oh, uh, you know, this is where sitting in the audition room, like, oh, these guys, like, oh, oh, man, commercial auditions are the worst too. Um, Dude, commercial auditions, I've I've become so. I don't know. I I don't think my commercial agents gonna listen to this, so it doesn't matter. But I've become so disenchanted with commercials, like commercial acting, commercial auditions. It's just there's nothing behind it there's no soul behind it. there's no passion you know I've never like sat in an audition room and, you know because yeah. I, I like to kind of talk up you know guys in there or people that are sitting around when you're in a big yeah. casting commercial casting uh, uh, office and 
it's like there's nothing of substance there. What's well, about because those are such good paydays usually, right? Yeah, that's, but, it, but that's it's why like, it's 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 almost kind of like playing the lottery a little bit. Exactly. That's you know? that's how there's I feel about it. Not a lot of soul and picking numbers on a lottery and hoping you hit. But yeah. Well, do you get excited? Like, oh, I can't wait for like. I mean, obviously, unless it's like a Bud Light commercial, but like any sort of like let's say some local oh, no, business. There's, there's commercials where like that would be a fun commercial that would be yeah. cool. It looks cool, but the whole process as a whole is just to me. And I, you know, I really, really, I commend any successful commercial actor who's able to, you know, to, 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 use, to use it as a crack. Well, yeah, I mean, there's... He kills it. Yeah, I mean, you got those exceptions, but 99.9% of commercial actors are the schmucks like you and me going to any audition that we can get, that our agent can get, you know, going yeah. to sit in a room with 50, 60 people that look just like us, except maybe maybe they're a little prettier, a little taller, a little stronger, a little fitter, you know what I'm saying? Stop it, man. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's <laughs> nothing to be ashamed about. It's just, it's yeah. the game. Yeah. It's the yeah. way... It is. It's what we signed up for. Once you kind of understand that and you don't, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt, you don't really like... And it's so subjective, bro. Yeah. Like, there's five of us will all look the same while yeah. we stand in front of them and, like, maybe one of us will do a twitch with our nostril and they're like ooh that's the guy yeah yeah <laughs> you know? it's so weird so that's There's why a huge can't... industry and so many people have jobs based upon that one guy moving his nostril a certain way right yeah it's ridiculous it's like you, I mean, that's why you can't get honestly, down on if you wanted, let's it. just say you're a casting agent and you want to have a short day like mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to get in and out of this office in 15 minutes today right yeah. you could go into that sit, look in that room of 50, 60 guys and probably pull one of them out, put them in the commercial and be done with it. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. You know yeah I mean? Most people can learn lines and, you know, say, yeah. say them on action. You yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, not everyone I can do know. it like great, but yeah, most I, actors I, that you'd imagine. Uh, I'm really kind of <laughs> depressing myself a little bit. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're I'm not being too, you know, uh, too negative about the whole no, man, it's world. a matter of perspective. Um, and a lot of, you know, you meet a lot of cynical people. Cynical, uh, that's the word. Um, cynical, yeah. cynical actors who, uh, you know, who are, have lost, you can tell they've lost their, their, yeah. their, their light the about shine. the whole thing. Yeah, um, lost that And shine. if you can't still be, if you're not, like, pumped about being able just to be on stage in Hollywood at 10 o'clock on a Saturday know. night, yeah. then why are you in this fucking business? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a great thing about acting. If you want to act, you can act. Yeah, you'll find a way. That, yes. To either get on a stage. It's one of the oldest professions in human history. You'll find acting. a way. If you want to do it, you'll find a way. And it goes. That's kind of like everything in life. Yeah. You want it bad enough, you'll find a way to act. It might not be for the. Uh, number of people that you prefer. You, you might be or acting you might in Hollywood like Boulevard. Paid the money that you wish you were getting paid. But if you're actually doing what you love to do, that's the success of it. Yeah. Who, who's, who you want to tell you what, what there? It's everyone's no version of success. Nobody you know, it's tell. what's your version of success. My version of success, I told you, is being, you know, being able to make a living out and be happy with what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. Have a nice uh, two-bedroom apartment with three other people in Hollywood. You're the dream. Hey, man, the we're dream. killing it. We're killing it. We're a family. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're a family, man. I'm uh, your balls. Yeah, that's a good time. Hey, yeah, and someday I will have, I, you know, I appreciate I, having I've uh, been here, bro. I did this. I get, I've been, I lived in this apartment. I get it. I understand. I lived at, when I lived in North Hollywood, man, I lived with this. This guy, he was such a sweet man. Sweet, sweet man. And he had uh, two... <laughs> He had two children, two twins. He was a gay gentleman. Uh, he was, I think, mid forties, late forties. But he found so he, he had the kids in the. Yeah, listen to this, Justin. Yeah, he found his egg donor, 
and the carrier. Who, who do you call that, that woman? That surrogate? Day? The surrogate. surrogate, yes. So he found an egg donor and a surrogate both on Craigslist. <laughs> and before he found two successful ones, apparently he got hustled by a, like a, a, a fake egg donor person <laughs> via Craigslist for uh-huh. 20 grand, he said. This dude lost, I don't know how he, how the logistics worked out where he transferred the stranger money. I don't know how that worked, but he told me, I didn't, I didn't, you know, cross-examine him on it, but he yeah. said, I got took for 20 grand on Craigslist for, from some fake egg donor. I felt so bad for the man. All he wanted to do was, was to have children. Yeah. And he was such a sweet, sweet man. Still is, I mean, but... So anyway, I lived with these. I, I I was looking for a room to rent in North Hollywood. I got kicked out of my place for that's a whole other story. But I got kicked out of first. I needed to find a place to live real quick. Yeah. And just found this room for cheap. You know that was wasn't too far from where I was currently living. Mm-hmm. Moved into this place, but man, there were so many roaches like everywhere in this house were roaches, man. And he's oh, got yeah. these two little kids. God bless them. But you know they're eating. You know, they're lunch eating the roaches. No, no, no. God, no. Oh. Well, they're not bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I agree. Yes, if you're stranded in the wild, by all means, suck down a cockroach. But you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. But no, these kids, you know, they they be eating, you know, food and lunch on the floor and carpets so and crumbs be everywhere. You know, they're kids. They're kids. That's yeah. what kids do. I get it. Yeah. But man, so I used to have, you know, girls. This when I was single. Girls would come over. And they, you know, they'd be sleeping in my bedroom, and at the middle of the night, they go to the bathroom to, to, you know. Do what they gotta do in the bathroom and yeah. they come back with just fright a look of pure fright on their face and I knew because when you walk in that bathroom in the middle of the night and you mm-hmm. flip that light on I mean it was just like they'd scurry you know that really? yeah. oh my, I'll never oh, forget it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I don't know so I mean, obviously I got out of there as soon as possible but well the point is I've I've lived in the shittiest of the shittiest really? apartments yeah, so but it's not a shit it's a nice, it's a nice place I like it well thanks like thing going we've here. uh Yes. We, we've had our trials and tribulations, our, our complex. Uh, we recently got, got over. Here? You got, you got we, we do have a pool in the back. So, yes. so during summertime, you probably get some honeys out in that pool, don't you? Uh, no, not really. No. Actually, yeah, Oof. we get a lot of we get some neighborhood kids that aren't supposed to be in here. Or jump in the fence. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. such a yeah, cool, man. That's such an old nostalgic activity. Yeah. sneaking into a pool. I don't know. I have yet to skinny dip in it, and I've been meaning to. Uh, I just haven't found the right. The right, the right time or the right woman I, I suppose you don't need a woman you need a player that's right that's maybe yeah I'm looking at this all wrong oh man that's just a byproduct of the skinny dipping process you can just yeah okay by the horns man okay so I I was I I know what I'm doing after off and toss them over the lawn chair and cannibal your shit in there I know what I'm doing after the play tonight yeah ooh that's the thing yeah if you gotta it gets nice and muddy it's perfect pool weather here in the valley I talk shit about the valley a lot but it is great when you when the sun goes down and it's like those hot humid nights especially like around this time of year mm-hmm. perfect for pool like nothing feels better than a hot night yeah dump, dump, jumping into a apartment complex uh, dirty pool yeah dude the nights are hot and I can't sleep if it's like 71 degrees of where I'm sleeping you go with the, you mean, go with the fan on I'm like I'm like naked yeah. in like a sheet. I know. And with the fan on. <laughs> and I, I hope to God I don't sweat a drop because I'm probably not sleeping otherwise. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'll I fall asleep eventually. But yeah, I definitely, I hate sleeping hot, man. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, my sleep process is pretty pretty patent right now. I got I, I go earplugs. Oh, I gotta go fan. I get the whole setup. I gotta get a big old bottle of water. Earplugs? Do you do you have an alarm? I slept with earplugs. Yeah, but I've, my dad got me in the habit of doing this like I don't know, ten years ago, twelve years ago. Uh-huh. Um, he, you know, I saw him. He woke up from that, but he had these. I was like, hey, you, what, you, I asked him. I was like, dude, you'll never sleep as good as you sleep. When you got earplugs in, it's like because it blocks out all that little white noise, you know, yeah. which doesn't like fully awaken you during your sleep, but it might keep it takes you from like uh, you know a nine to a seven or a six, you know, uh-huh. whether especially living here in North Hollywood, you know, there's always there's, there's somebody people. blowing a, a, a leaf blower out front. I got the doors and windows beeping. locked tight because there's a yeah. neighbor's blasting music right yeah, now. Yeah, man, yeah, it's, you know, it's a little toast. Uh, That's why the fan's on because the neighbors I'm are telling loud. You, man, change, do yourself a favor, mm-hmm. treat yourself, start doing earplugs. So but, but I'm worried I'd sleep through. I mean, I already slept. I threw, I slept through an alarm so you, two you days in a row. I, this you, week. you won't sleep through the alarm. You think so? Nah, yeah, if I have it on buzz or something. Yeah, you put it in the right spot. Put, hold them between my butt cheeks or something when I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'll wake up. You do that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 We're talking about Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about guy. Butt cheeks. We've been going for over an hour. Let's keep it going. You want to keep it going? Yeah. All right, all right. Let's talk about. Yeah, we keep trying to talk about acting, but we get sidetracked. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've studied, um, I studied oh, with yeah. Howard Fine, which, uh, Howard Fine in, in Hollywood, he's, uh, I guess he's got a pretty good reputation, but I took some classes there. I've taken a lot of improv classes at UCB. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that. Have you taken any improv classes yet? Uh, I, I've done I've done a few I'm not improv is one of the things that I'm like still I'm, uh, it kind of scares me I'm bad at it like I legit think I'm bad at it yeah. I, I jump in there or but like man, that's everybody that starts improv my most, tendency most, you're not the only one everybody I mean I, I I have that feeling a lot the only way I can make it work for myself right mm-hmm. now is well I don't have any nuance to it at least so my tendency when I get you know clapped in or whatever is I just go to like the most like horrible like messed up thing like, possible I go super dark yeah. super fast and you know guys, yeah. I, I can't I can't not do it right now so I need to quiet my mind yeah young Jedi um, yeah well I mean kind of, you know you just have to listen that's like the first thing about like, you gotta just gotta listen and trust your gut and yeah there's a lot of fundamentals but I, I really enjoy it it probably gives me a rush mainly because I'm not good at it and you know not only so it kind of it scares it scares me a little bit every time you know before you step out mm-hmm. or you get clapped in like the two, same meaning two different uh, terminologies but yeah so in UCB you step out you know with an initiation or whatever you're going to to contribute to the scene and yeah yeah it's, it's super you know it, it's nerve wracking but when you do hit you know mm-hmm. and you do you know mesh up with somebody on a scene that's a great feeling too oh for sure so it balances you know those two balance each other out but yeah, I don't know. I would like to um, continue just to practice improv for as long as I'm acting, you know? Because I feel like yeah. there's there's skills and, and tools that are necessities to being good at improv that you can't find anywhere else. You can't find any acting class or any, mm, you know. Yeah, well, it's just, there's certain on your feet's an important thing. Yeah. Sure, anything. Yeah. You can always add another, like, layer to a character if you can think in the moment, like, oh, maybe I can. Oh, say something different here or say it in a certain way like it, that is all you know that is all connected yeah for sure um 
You like uh, you like stand up comedy? I do like stand up comedy. My favorite stand up is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's, um, he's, I kind of, you know, I saw him. I think I told you I saw him live in Vegas. Yes, Last time dude. I went, holy shit, that was the most entertaining live event, right? Live, any, anything, crazy. sports, uh, theater, anything I've ever seen live, yeah. that was the thing that, that I'll, I'll always remember. Yeah, it was crazy, man. It's it's, it's like a, uh, a social movement going to watch his concert, it's, his him perform stand-up. It was, that guy's a genius, man. He knows his perspective doing. on... Yeah, he's so yeah, he's got a he's got a gift. I like I like him as well. But um, I went to the comedy store. I like to go to the you know the comedy the stand up spots around town. Yeah, know, just I'm in the comedy store. Yeah, we were there last night. Took a group. It was fun. Friday and Saturday nights is a little more crowded, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I like to go on on one Tuesday during the weekdays because that's when the comics are kind of you know you kind of got to dig a little deeper as a stand up. Uh huh. You know during those days because. You know your crowd is 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 there. It's kind of like a, a more discerning crowd a little bit, as opposed to like the Friday yeah, Saturday yeah, crowd. Like, who are just at parties. Yeah, yeah, who just want to laugh yeah. and yeah, yeah, people that are just you know walking out sunset or yeah. you know in LA visiting. Like it's anyway. I really yeah, yeah those are the fun. That's and I've, I've done a couple open mics. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's again. That's did, did you have uh, how long did you did you like write pre write nah, material or man, did you, did you swing it? Did you wing it? it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I had these general ideas. Uh-huh. Basically, what I did is gone up there and told like three or four stories that were funny. Yeah. Um, you know, just well, hey, that was it. Stories are and I got some I got a few I got a few time. laughs and but I knew as soon as I walked off stage like okay this is why they write jokes this is why they <laughs> probably okay okay this is yeah it's not you can't just grab a mic and you know run up there you're reinventing the wheel man yeah it was cool revolutionizing uh, that's cool I, one of my bucket lists is to uh, do bomb stand-up. on stage oh, actually yeah. well just do what I did man yeah don't write a joke go up well, there I you think know, it'd be more personal if I write it though. Like if I if I'm just going off the cuff, I can well, be like, say, yeah, if you want to bomb, I'm telling you the, the tried and true method. The bottom yeah. of stage is don't prepare, like I did. The Michael, Michael, the, <laughs> yeah. the MGM, the Michael Garrett's method. That's right. Yeah. Bombing little one, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get back into it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was. Uh, you were watching a lot of Scarface. Was that so? That made you feel like you could. Yeah. You could do this. That that empowered you. That was your thing. That was. Oh, as far as acting or selling yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, acting, acting. Um. No, I didn't watch Scarface thinking, "Ooh, I can, I can do that." Mm-hmm. But I think. Yeah, no. I mean, Jenna, from a young age, while you know, being moved by acting performances mm-hmm. is something that was very impactful and, and very integral to my you know development. And I did always think, like, you know, I, I think I could, I could invoke that passion through me to connect to somebody, to move somebody, to feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what's up. I mean, I'm. I, 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 you know, you could take acting classes eight hours a day for 10 years in a row if you want, but ultimately, if you can't move, so if you can't bring passion out of yourself and move somebody, another person to feel a certain way, I mean, that's, to me, that's kind of the essence of acting, you know? Yeah. Whatever that is, whether it's good, bad, scared, afraid, you know, 
Yeah, it's sort of like a sort of like a godly feeling because you get to you can impart your emotions yeah. upon someone Ooh, else. That would be yeah. like yeah, getting, getting psychological about it. I guess you're right. No, I, I like it. Yeah, you're influencing people people's emotions and how they feel. That's why you know I. I, I tend to go towards the blockbusters. That's just my sensibility. I like the big, you know, the epicness of things. But I also really love those quiet movies where it's just, you know, people talking. Like Manchester by the Sea, we talked about yeah. earlier. You know, things that, you know, people can relate to, like fa- like a family tragedy. Like that shit is extremely relatable. Everyone's family, and everyone's yeah. family sucks, and everyone's family argues, sure. and everyone, you know, has, has issues. Yeah. And uh, so and movies like those. And cries and laughs yeah. and hugs. And so those are. Um, those are extremely important, you know, uh, or reasons why, you know, love, love this is, you know, not only can, you know, inspire a kid, you know, want to be super heroic, but you can, you know, and teach a kid how to, you know, deal with the death of a parent or something. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Touch some money. You know? It's like a, it's almost, it's, it sounds pretentious to say, but we are, we're in a service industry, like entertainment. We're, in a way, we're servants. We, we, we want to entertain, we live to entertain others, essentially. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if any, I guess some people could do it purely just out of, you know, like ego and whatever. Like, I just want to do this for myself because I want to be famous. But more, I don't think that's, well, that's not the way I try to go about it. Fuck no. Like, I do, you do it because you love it. And because you love how, I love how it makes me feel when I, I, you know, that rush of emotions when, you know, the Death Star blows up or. or, There you go. Yeah. Or or even, you know, when. when um leo gets killed at the end of departed yeah you know, um Ooh. here we go i tried to try to bring it in <laughs> there mark Wahlberg gets him at the end yeah mark Wahlberg's like the, the uh the mark, villain right mark gets uh no, mark no, gets matt damon at the end matt damon yeah, matt damon, yeah. yeah. The shit of that movie. yeah. um yeah. you think because you think the whole time spoilers <laughs> for the departed if you haven't seen it by now which problem it, dude it's, a, it's an amazing movie part is cool it's one of yeah it's one of, it's my favorite crime movie austin, I would say. Every, I, austin movies all sweet. the austin movies are good man all them Boston movies. I've never really like been friends with somebody from Boston, like a true Bostonian. Me neither. I've, I've always been kind of jealous of, of. Yeah, them. I want to find uh, a good Bostonian. Yeah, they have this um, sensibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, like, like a little toughness to them. Like a yeah, little, like, fuck you, man. I'm from Boston. Yeah, maybe some healthy racism. A little sprinkle of racism, maybe. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a sprinkle uh, against, but against the Italians, probably. The Italians, yeah. yeah. That's how you know somebody's like old school when they call them Italians. Yeah. Um, no, uh, like Black old... Mass is one of my. That's a good one that just came out. The one with Johnny Depp, I never seen it. Yeah. Um, he disappeared into that one. Oh, I don't. You know, Whitey Bulger was. They found him in Santa Monica. He was shacked up in Santa Monica. Oh, was it Santa like Monica? Fifteen years. Whitey. Yeah. Just chilling. Just bought a little apartment with him and his girl. Walk his dog. That's it, man. Just kept the low pro. Fifteen years. Just chill out there before they caught him. FBI got him. Watch yeah. this little documentary. That's pretty cool. Oh well, you should check out the movie, dude. Oh, that's that's what the Departed is based off of, actually. Why you bold? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember hearing that. Yeah. Um, just watched uh, Sicario two the other day. You seen Sicario? I I didn't see the first one, but I just saw the second one. It's not. It's at the theater down the street. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it. Yeah. But, 
What's going on with that with the plot? And that, like, <laughs> I liked it, but what's going on with the plot? Isn't it a little coincidental? They run into each other in a grocery store parking lot early on, like the kid and Benicio Del Toro, right? And they had that moment where they lock up. I would say so where is that coincidental. You're telling me that all, in all the, you know, Southern California and Texas border, wherever that, t- like the one, they, they both go to the same Ralph's, you know, and both happenstance to run in, you know, yeah. come on with it. What is that? That's, Are we just uh, supposed to suspend our belief as an audience? Like, oh, just, you know, random wild coincidence. Well, the answer is yes. You're supposed to suspend your disbelief. So uh, you have I mean, to. I need mean, like, I mean, somebody, somebody to hit me with like a plot breakdown on that or somebody that's in the know, you know? So anybody, yeah. Maybe three and a half listeners uh, going to bet rights. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's, 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 it's four and a half. It's up to four? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sure we'll get your mom to listen, man. She probably, yeah, my mom will. Oh, yeah. What's up? What's up? Oh. What's up? Michael's mom, Mary, Mary G. Hi, oh, yeah, Mary she G. was at the show. You probably did you meet her? I did meet her. Yeah. I, said, I said hello. She's a saint. Very good. She sat front and center, and front she seemed like she had a great time. That's what I'm fucking jealous, man. Because I wish, like I, uh, I've, I've only been. This is my third play I've ever done in my whole life. Like, yeah. my parents said, "There's no way they can come see this." Any like any of this? I've done a couple plays on here now. Why? Why you mean just price? Well, like they can't they can't afford to. Yeah, to fly out. Like I don't. I've I've yeah. seen my. Uh, I haven't seen my family since Christmas. Uh-huh. That's because I haven't been able to uh, fly. You haven't had anybody come out here and visit you. My little brother came in uh, July. He came for a week. I bet you your that. parents will come out here. You start get some traction again. Well, yeah, like yeah. I said, it goes back to what I said about the the moving car theory. You know what I mean? Once uh-huh. you once you get that get that shit moving, you'd be amazed at all the momentum that'll pick up behind you and support that'll pick up behind you. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I definitely get. I'm, I'm not saying they don't support me. It's just I know. I know um, but you got to like for example, my, I've been in LA for six years. That was the first time that my mom has come watch me perform on stage. You know what I mean? That's, you, it's like you, you kind of gotta yeah. you gotta dig your feet in a little bit before you and not worry about where the support's coming from. It helps. Sure. It obviously you know carries you a long way, but. You gotta find that shit within yourself, you know. No doubt, no uh, doubt. But uh, this is my two cents. But um, it would be nice for them to be able to. Uh, they don't see all my performances. I yeah. want to be able to. Don't, don't, uh, I'm telling you, stay see, with uh, it. Keep doing what you're doing. Characters. Mom and dad will be in the audience, and it'll be magical, and the feeling yeah. will be amazing. They'll be here for the movie premieres, that's for sure. Yeah, how many movies you did? <laughs> no, not in the future ones. Yes, okay, yes, okay. yes. These things, the hypothetical movie premier, okay. uh, premieres. Yeah. Um, yeah man um family friends it's cool to have people that follow you yeah and uh yeah it's what thing. You I have do, a, um, a real and, solid group of friends that have been able to come out and support you know my last few theater shows I've been in and come to my movie premieres like I have I'm so lucky to yeah, yeah cause obviously they recognize that it's a work in progress and that I'm not refined or developed as an artist or an actor but they, yeah. they I, I think they all can understand and feel the, compa- the, the, the passion that I have and the conviction mm-hmm. that I have for it and that whether I'm good, bad, ugly, horrible, whatever, I've committed to this. You know what I mean? And there's mm-hmm. power in that. Once people see that, they're attracted to that. I think. I don't know. I hope so. And if, sure. if, if they don't feel that way, they do a good job pretending otherwise. 
Well, and you, and you know the, fr- the the true friends that you know they don't they don't dissuade you like, oh, you're gonna do this? What? It's crazy, yeah. man. What are you doing? Yeah. The, the best friends are the ones like, hell yeah, man. That sounds yeah. cool. Do it. Yeah. Once it, when, when, yeah. When you surround yourself with the with the why not peoples of the world. So, yeah. And I remember when I first decided my account was telling people back home in Ohio that I was planning on doing this move to Southern California. People uh-huh. kind of like brushed it off and you know oh, told yeah. me to my face like, you'll be back in six months. Yeah. You'll be back. Okay. You know we're. I'll have a room for you in my basement when you come back all that stuff uh-huh. and I just remember thinking like man that is so like it's so negative to put like why would you do that oh, why, why not just lie to somebody yeah just lie to them <laughs> what's the harm in that right yeah where like where do you have to that, that takes no energy from you it's just hell yeah man Go out yeah, there. I'll be or, at your or camera. Or at the least, you know, you, I don't good understand. Luck. Why are some people wired like that to kind of, it's the crab in a bucket theory, you know? Yeah. You know about the crabs in a bucket where if you put crabs in a bucket and one tribe, the only reason that they can't escape is because mm-hmm. as soon as one crab starts to crawl up the wall, the other crabs pull them back down. Uh, you, you know ever, what? You I, have, I have put crabs in a bucket and that I have, seen I've seen this happen. Yeah, 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 goes I, down. I, I was that kid on the beach who collected animals and stuck them in a bucket of water and observed. mother effort. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't everybody, but it's it's certain, you know, people would be, I I walk away thinking to myself, like, why? Why dismissive, like, I don't know, why why not, why not just gas me up a little bit? I don't know, what are you gonna do? Everybody inspired the same, same way you are, so... Yeah, exactly, man. And, uh, Don't you understand that? It's your life, and you're free to surround yourself with those who uh, you choose, and those who you can who support you, and you can support them too. And yeah, unconditional love and support is yeah. is is what's up. Yeah, but I like um, your setup here, living with the the three artists and three filmmakers. You know, because being around that um, collective energy with everybody kind of on the same page, yeah, that's, that's helpful. That's something. One of them is named Paige, actually. So we are literally are, on yeah. the same page. Yeah, her name's Paige. <laughs> Paige is, Paige is a hot girl name. Yeah, it is. I don't know yeah. if she's hot or not. It's like a it's like a book hot. It's like a nerdy, like a like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It makes you want to turn the page. Yeah, hmm. I'm thinking of a page I knew from my past. She was she was, yeah, she was hot, but she was like book nerd, pretty pretty. Yeah, went to college and smart, got good grades, all that stuff. Anyway, that's what's up. Age. Yeah, having a network of creative people who are all passionate and feed off each other, and uh, you know, and you are, you know, you, you're the fourth person on this podcast. You are now part of this network, sir, whether yeah. you liked it or not. Oh man, you know, maybe I can get a, get a recurring uh, role. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love. That's the thing. I will. I'd, I'd love to have people we can back. Expand I on our uh, topics here. Oh, we haven't even gotten into drugs yet. <laughs> that's a whole. Yeah, we should um, save that. Yeah, we should save. Yeah. We should say the D to the rugs. For sure. Um, but uh, you, you want to wrap it up? You got a game to watch. Got a game to watch. Who are you yeah. watching? What's, what's going on? We got the o, o, Ohio U, State playing. University playing Penn State. Ohio State's ranked four. Penn State's seven. It's at Penn State. They're going to do the whiteout thing where everybody wears white. Can Penn State compete for bowls again? No? Can yeah. they do kind of championships uh, and all that? that? Yeah. Is that all? All that shit was messed up, man. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Oh, that guy was a monster. A monster. But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll save the Jerry yeah, Sandusky yeah, for the, for another podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's another deep dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh dude, thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure. Um, thanks for having this, uh, we'll do it again. <laughs> certainly. Mm-hmm. And uh I'll see you tonight. 
at yeah. Dracula. And I'll see you tonight, fuckers. I better. I hope so. I like get, to. That's how you get people to come out to your show. <laughs> call, that's, that's pretty genius. Yeah, it's been it's been the salt it's, it's, yeah, gone, it's, it's Call names. It's slowly ramped up since the first one. I was like, hey guys, I'm doing this play. It'd be really cool if you came out. And at yeah, this point, I was I like, I'm yeah. Get it while it's hot. It's hot. Uh, it is hot, and it's gonna. I'm excited for tonight. Yeah. Because uh, we're we got a couple switch ups in the cast tonight. Wait, what's going on in there? I forget. Um, we got a new Harker, and we got. A oh, new... that's going on tonight. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was prepping for next week. No. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. Really exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a whole new energy tonight. So is Harker cool. done? Is Christian? I think he's. Kind of, yeah, I think he's back after he this. He just was out maybe travel or something. Yeah, I think. Cool, yeah, one man. or two shows of the new Harker. Yeah, cool, man. he looks good in his underwear. That guy. He does. He works it. You got a. He got a good underwear body. You know what I mean? Some people got good, you know, gym clothes body. You got good undies body. Anyway, I dig it. Come on out. Come see it. And. Uh, Cool. Till next time, my friend. And there it is, folks. Thanks again to Michael for coming on and uh, humoring my Saluki fever. Follow him on Instagram at Michael Vernong. That's at Michael, V-E-R-N-O-N-G. And on Twitter, at Still Grok. That's still G-R-O-C-K. And of course, follow me on all social media platforms at Jaybird Take Flight. Watch me on Twitch and YouTube at Jaybird TV or go to JustinAnkinson.com. And shout out to St. Marble for the song Mr. Empathetic off their first album, Reprise. Find it at stmarlboro.bandcamp.com. Have a good week, y'all.